Pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. We need a community. We need a church that supports our faith and helps us grow in true worship of our God. Alone, we can do so little, but together as a family, as a community, we can do so much. I don't care how good you are individually. If you try to do something by yourself, you will not succeed to your greatest potential. You need a team to support you in this mission. It really reminds me today of Matthew Stafford. The guy was on the Detroit Lions for 12 years, and he couldn't win one playoff game. And he finally picks the right team, the Rams. Three playoff wins later, even though he almost did that interception. He's in the Super Bowl. If you pick the right team, you can succeed. John the Baptist knew the right team. He said, he must increase, I must decrease. For those following me, I only came to prepare for Jesus because I'm not the Messiah. I'm not the Christ. But the one coming after me, he will baptize you and fill you with the Spirit of God so that as St. Paul references Jeremiah, God will place his law in our minds and his spirit in our hearts because the external cannot purify us That means God has to go into us and transform us from inside. This is what Jesus came to give. And so Jesus is the winning team. Jesus says, he who is not with me is against me. So the team you choose will be the most important decision of your entire life. For those dating right now, I often see people that seem to settle, maybe, Where it's like, oh, I just want to get married. Don't settle. Make sure you choose the right person. For those kids, kids, you with me? Your friends matter. The friends you choose are important. That's the team you're choosing. And it's better to choose Team Jesus than any team that moves you away from Jesus and away from truth. And then, of course, who you believe in is going to be the most important decision of your life. Team Jesus. Amen? Amen. St. Ignatius, he's a great spiritual master, and he has a great meditation called the the Two Standards. And he says that there's this big field, and on one side is the devil, and on the other side is Christ. And he says that there are two standards that people can live by. I'm going to first start with the standard of the evil one, of the devil. He says that the steps of the evil one are that he will lure people to riches and then they will more easily attain empty honors of this world and then they will succumb to pride. So say this with me, riches, Riches. honor, Honor. pride. pride. Once we seek riches, and only riches, we then say to ourselves, look at me, look at how much I have. And we start saying to people, this is my value. Now, Jesus doesn't say money is evil, but he says the love of money is the root of evil. Once we start coveting things of this world, then we will start to covet our own selves, and then we will 
become prideful. And when we're prideful, we are only focused on ourselves and we cannot give of ourselves as Christ commands. The greatest commandment, to love God and to love your neighbor. To love means to get over yourself and into another person, to love them for their own sake. Not what they can give to you, but what you can offer for the glory of God. When we seek empty honors, we get rich, we seek empty honors, we say to people, look at my Louis Vuitton, or look at my purse, or look at, and I'm not judging, but I'm saying this is the temptation. Money leads to look at me, look at what I have. And that's the danger. The devil will tempt you with money, will tempt you with your whole value becoming what people say about you. We've preached before about the fear of man. When you're more afraid of what people say about you than what God says. When your value is rooted in other people's opinions than the word of God. You are my daughter. You are my son. I always say this. Don't let money change you but you change the money to work for the glory of God. This past Thursday, you know, Ba'utha was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and that was a little tough. It stripped us of the things that make us comfortable. And on Thursday, every year, the bishop throws a big dinner. And it was at Palazzo this year. There was almost a thousand people there. And in one night, the diocese raised over half a million dollars. Thank you, Jesus. All for the glory of God. And most of those uh, funds were raised by sponsors, people that gave 25000 or whatever it may be, or even less. God bless them. Great. But one of the temptations when you have money is, look at me. Look at me. And so imagine you sponsor something, and the only thing you care about is what people say about you. Make sure I get the front table. And then you start sponsoring, and then you got your chin up. Look at me. Jesus says in Matthew 6, When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right is doing, so that your almsgiving may be secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. We have a choice. Do we build up riches on earth or in heaven? So be careful. For those who have money, for the rich, you you will be tempted to honor and then tempted to pride. And so always the antidote is humility. We're going to get to the standard of Christ. Seek purity of heart. Seek a purity of intention. So that what you do is for the Lord and for others and not just self-serving. It will never satisfy you. All right, now let's get to the standard of Christ because enough of the devil, even though it's a reality and there is temptation. St. Ignatius says, Let those who follow this path seek to help all, first by attracting them to the highest spiritual poverty. And if God wills it, actual poverty, like some saints, Mother Teresa, St. Francis. Then, when you have that poverty of spirit, 
you will desire insults and contempt because from these insults spring humility. Recognize how they are so opposed to each other. The standard of the devil, riches, honor, pride. The standard of Jesus, spiritual or actual poverty, insults, humility. That doesn't seem desirable. Poverty, insults, humility. Why is that desirable? I was talking to Father Fadi earlier, and I was, I was, I was like, I'm going to just call you out, Abuna. I was telling him about this homily, and he's like to me, but why? You know, of course he would ask that, right? He's so good at that. He's so, he's so deep, and I love that about him. I know in my own life that when I lived the standard of the evil one, when all I sought was riches, honor, and I lived in pride, it never fully satisfied me. And sometimes people have to experience that, to know that it will not satisfy. When you live the standard of Christ, you will know it. And you will see that it gives you the ability to love others as Christ loves them. And as the church teaches us, it is only through a sincere gift of yourself that one finds themselves. It is only in this great commandment of love that you become more human and more authentic as a person. When you live for yourself, it will never satisfy. And so Jesus teaches us this beautiful truth. So what team are you on? We're on team Jesus. The team of love and truth. Sometimes we preach truth without love. And sometimes we preach love without truth. A priest one time told me that truth without love is brutality. It's like the brutal truth, the hard truth. And that's not what Jesus gave us. He didn't give us truth with no love. He was honest, but it was always clothed with love. In our culture, what we experience more is love without truth, like sentimentality, when we care only about the person's feelings. The team we're on, family, is truth and love. We cannot separate them. Also, my question to you is, Team Jesus, but then also there's temptation and there's sin. How many players are on your teams? How many influences do you have in your life that help you towards this team of Christ? And then how many players or friends or family members lead you to sin? You'll never think a priest would say this, but I don't want God to be a part of your life. Listen, I don't want God to be a part of your life. I want God to be the foundation of your life. Don't, I have Jesus life and then I have sin life. Don't separate your lives. I make you, Lord, the foundation of which every action flows. Everything you do. It's not like you have to be praying all the time or thinking about God all the time. That's not reality. It's, Lord, you are my foundation. You are my cornerstone. Everything I do is grounded on you. And if I do something that's not on you, thank you, Lord, for humbling me and checking me because we need that. 
All right. Last thing I just want to offer. Um, so this is sad, but it's I'm just I'm preparing myself and I'm going to prepare you all uh, that, you know, priests move and we're going to be reassigned and I'm going to move and I'm going to move in August. And I'm getting my heart ready for whatever the bishop calls me to because I know it's coming. And the announcements will probably come in like a month or two. And I've been here now almost four years and it's been like, wow, this team, this parish is incredible. It's like we're on the winning team. But as I was praying, I got this image in prayer that God is the king. Amen? Amen. God is king. The bishop is the general. Bishop Francis is the general of God. God, the king, tells the general what to do. And Bishop Francis is a prayerful man that listens to God. Who am I? Just a soldier. I'm a soldier that the bishop tells what to do. And I had this image that, you know, in war, wherever the bishop tells the, 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 the general, tells the soldier to do, even if the soldier knows he's going to die, Whatever battle he he makes him go to, if the soldier knows he's going to die, he should still go. Because that's what we're called to. We're called to die to self and live for Christ. St. Paul says, think of yourself as dead to sin and alive in Christ Jesus. Obedience and humility will support you. And so let's obey the king. Whatever God is calling you to, Your king is calling you as a soldier of Christ. Follow him. Take up your cross. Follow him. Whatever it is, follow him. If you're scared, well, there's no fear in love. Get rooted in the love of God. Don't make decisions based on fear, but trust in the Lord who is your strength. Amen? Amen. So team Jesus, team truth and love. Don't be a loser. The team we're on has already won. Jesus is victor. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah.